Radio. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another issue of Krakoa Radio. I, your lovely host, Just X Henry, is back again with the back, back, back at it again with my fellow co-host, Black Word. Let me see your erections. <laughs> uh, the wind god Bonte. Your region is here. That's all I'm <laughs> And the legendary, the doctor himself, Showtime Esquire, MSW. Uh, child, I, I'm I'm here this week. That's it. That's all I got for you. <laughs> I think with that it was worth it. Being, with that mood I being think... said, we all are kind of just here pretty much. We're here so we don't get fined. Right. You know. Hello. Uh, we in, a, we in a 360 deal with uh, Zoom, so we had to come back and do this other episode, <laughs> even though we really didn't want to, because this was the this has been the worst week of comics, I think, as a whole, since we've even started this, even in, like, our Twitter era. Yeah, during the tour spaces, we was hitting hard. You know, at least there was, like, even that one week, there was nothing to talk good about. You know, I think that's around X-Court started. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the beginning of the Dark Age. Um, this is the first week we've ever had like nothing across the board. Um, and I'm I hate that for her. I hate that for our girl because we we give Marvel almost like what a thousand dollars a year roughly in comic book revenue. Right. And it's not cheap. That should add up. You know, you buy one three dollar and fifty cent comic a week, but you have to buy like five different volumes or something because you know you can't just watch read one thing, you gotta read all of them. Um, and then you know they they get lackluster and they get lazy. Um, and I feel like as a representative of Table Dusk, that is an insult to history, that's an insult to art, that's an insult to culture, the laws we stand on. Um, do what better. is insulting to me, um, the representative of Table Day, um, is that they had announced that there were like other books that were supposed to come out this week and then they changed them at the last minute. I feel and like as the like... regent, mm-hmm. yeah, and as and as the regent, I feel like it's my job to speak for the people and say that um this is an affront. <laughs> this right. Is, this is very this is very disrespectful and I feel like we need to rectify this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this was a setup by Todd and Rotor Illustrated that Todd sits on table night, the unknown table. And so Todd set this up. And I like to say, with that being said, um, the book we are reviewing this book this week is uh The Trial of Magneto, number three. The book as in singular, as in not plural, because Marvel put out no books this week that were of any export. They all got pushed back to next week. So that means next show is gonna be inundated with a whole about a whole lot of talking. So y'all better get your popcorn and your and your marijuana, whatever fuck you need to get through the episode because you got to sit through the whole thing. Like we got to sit through the whole thing. We gonna do this together as a family. Listen to it when you're at the gym. You know, you're on the treadmill, you're on the bike. <laughs> Pop yeah, do some zone. <laughs> so we we'll do something different that we usually don't do. We're gonna talk about the trial of Magneto as a family, not as an individual person reviewing it because this is the only book we're reviewing this week. So, um, I don't even know. So, basically, do we want to just give this the gist of what happened, or do you want to just say, like, hated it? Get the gist, and then we can go into that. The okay, gist. So this is Scarlet Witch pops back up on the scene because apparently 
um, what it what it appears to be that she was resurrected by the um, by the uh, by the five, but we don't know who allowed it to happen. Um, Magneto is still getting Molly Whopped by North Star, and he's in, and North Star has invited the Avengers over for dinner. Um, then Wiccan and um, and Spe- Wiccan and Speed roll up on Scarlet Witch, and she literally has no memories of anything past. Basically, the last memory she has is, I guess, like um, talking uh, her man. Yeah, like she has no memories of anything. So, like Jean Grey downloads are like some like memories that she's familiar with, and now she knows all these things about her life her past and all of a sudden all these weird kaijus show up on the island i'm sure it's magical related no one knows so now they got to stop all the kaijus and because they're attacking krakoa um then it proceeds with them realizing the kaijus are invincible they cannot be killed so that is a larger problem and then it comes to something about spin the wheel and we find uh, Wanda back in this magical landscape and she is talking to a stranger in a white cloak. She spins this wheel of chaos magic, I believe, and to find out the person behind the cloak is old lady Wanda. And I like to say my, my favorite phase of this show, how do, like, why are we here? Why are we here? Thoughts. Because they wanted three dollars and fifty cent from us, and Girl, they're not taking no for an answer. Listen, when's the first thing I said when I heard about Trial Magneto being monthly? I said this should be a weekly comic because you do not have the content to make this last as long as you want it to make last. You don't have the repercussions, you don't have the consequences. There's no possibility and no reality where this is interesting enough for you to make it ride as long as it needs to go. Because from the start, you named this shit Trial of Magneto when it should be the Trial of Wanda. Okay, because I was just about I was just about to say that because I don't even know why we went that route with Magneto when Magneto has his own shit going on with Charles and Moira. That's what they need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch, if I mean Scarlet Witch, if anything, like she really hasn't answered for anything that she did as far as mutant kind is concerned. She they did kind of address it with that Empire X Men series where she made them vegan zombies or whatever the fuck she did, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but really, she really hasn't stood a trial for Mutant Con, so I really feel like that should have been where they went with this entire series. As far as this issue is concerned, I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> she hasn't faced any repercussions for anything she did, because she still ain't faced no repercussions for fucking with the event, killing all them damn Avengers all at once, and then House of Them. Right. I think they fine. I think they fine with that. I, I think they. I think they're okay with getting killed. <laughs> Yeah, I just didn't like. I, first of all, I, I, I don't know what any of this is about and why we have to know about it. You know, like you feel like you hear a conversation that don't make sense. Like why? Why are we even listening? I, I don't understand. Well, like why this even was an issue. This is this is my main issue. My main valid complaint. We got a skimmed rush over death of prodigy to end X Factor for this shit. Mm. Y'all just kept X Factor mm. going. If, we, if, if this is what y'all gonna give us, this is trash. This is that trash. Complete trash. We got traumatized watching that happen right. to Prodigy, having to discuss what happened with Prodigy, having to listen to podcasts, interviewed with Leah Williams going, 
oh, you know, I didn't understand. I didn't know what the art was going to be depicting that scene like that. And, you know, I'm such an ally. Look how I wrote these white allies as characters. Fuck all this nonsense. Like You are the writer of a comic book, and you were telling me that you didn't know that the art was going to look like that? Don't you approve part <laughs> of the artwork? <laughs> Or even like, like, like even like make a suggestion like, like okay like when you do his death like like give an idea of it but don't like pull out have him dead body in the fucking basement with his ass up in the air come on yo no listen because I just got done speaking about this with the rest of the people with Ashley and them over at X of Words lovely friends of the podcast um and the whole issue that I came down along with them is that. It wasn't just, like, for me, it wasn't just that you depicted the scene in the first place. I'm like, okay, you showed it. But the message behind the writing has to match up with the reason. You have to earn that scene. If you want to show a Black body in despair and destruction or in, like, you know, certain frames of death, and you want to invoke a scene as visceral as this that is real, it's not a, it's not a fictional account. This actually happened. This is just you grabbing something from the headlines, throwing to the scene. Then you need to give it the merit and worth as a writer that you're exploring this with depth, with consideration, and with empathy. As a writer, me looking at that scene, I'm like, I know I'm going to have to end up one day depicting something that is traumatic for people. But I know that if I'm working from start to finish to give that story credence, because I'm representing some level of truth in the world, then I'm going to do my diligence in earning that right to be the person that when people read it go, okay, yeah, I understand why that has to exist. I might not like it, I might not enjoy it, it might make me feel uncomfortable, but maybe I trust this person to have made me uncomfortable in the first place by earning the right to tell that story. Leia did not. By rushing that ending, that did not feel worthy. That could have added a whole new depth to Prodigy's character in right. general. But no, I, now we didn't get that. And I, I also didn't like how they tried to fix everything with a hug, quotation mark. Like, that was going to have, like, you, like, this person seeing, like, Protege seeing his dead body, well, his body after it was, I guess, raped or whatever, like, raped and murdered, I guess. I I, I don't see how they thought that a hug was going to do something. Like, that's, like, that's something traumatic. You need to get that boy some help. Like, that's not something that you just fix in, like, a 30-page issue. And the next day, he's solving a white woman's murder instead. Exactly. Like, I just felt like, I just felt like it was, I just felt like that was pulled out of their ass. I'm sorry, I'm going to just say it. That was just pulled out of their ass. It's very much so why I don't particularly like white people depicting very Black things um, as writers. You don't have the context for how to depict this in a way that makes sense and is respectful to what actually occurs. Like, you're some random white lady trying to tell us in a story how this is depicted and these are things that our community sees all the time. What the fuck are you doing? You didn't even consult somebody. Yeah. It's like, it's better enough that they made Prodigy a Snow Queen. You know, we have to deal with that. We have to confront the fact that the character that really a lot of people start seeing themselves in because he was very straight-laced. He was like a church boy. He went through a lot of aggression and a lot of insecurity as a character back in Academy X when he was in the new the new X-Men. 
and he was going through a bunch of different situations, being bullied by Hellion, who's telling him like he's not good enough, that he didn't earn his place to be an X Man, that he didn't earn his place in academy in the academy in general because his power is literally to borrow other people's skills to being depowered and now being really salty about the fact that he did not have its agency over his powers anymore and being really insecure about that to now having me act reactivated, but not on his terms, not through a crucible event, not through anything that he could choose. Um, after coming out, having a really powerful moment post, you know, post depowering of coming out, affirming himself as bisexual, stealing Wilkins man, you know, kudos on that shit, baby. And all of this to now being victimized, not only having been murdered and raped, but now meeting the person with his powers newly activated to experience that from the memories of his rapist. Right. But that's just like the shallow level of what else is not going right with Child Magneto. That's just like the predecessor. That in the meta commentary, not a day afterwards, an hour after that happened, he has to go solve Wanda's murder. So now we're getting, we have had three wasted issues of the Child Magneto where nothing is running together, nothing seems cohesive. Everything about the narrative feels all over the place. Nothing even like, even magically speaking, like in the mythos of how that all works, none of it is adding up. Someone asked me, oh, do you have any like clues about how like magic works and the magical side of things to say how Wanda is going through? I said, none of it makes sense. This is not how it usually works. The wheel makes no sense. That has nothing to do with her power. That's more of a winding path sort of situation, but like it has nothing to do with any establishing of how her power works. Yeah, right. And when did uh and when did uh Polaris change into her X Factor costume? Because this issue picked up right after oh issue two. Like when the this... fuck did she change her costume? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my I, god. I, I was like, where is her it's like where is her, her leather jacket and her skirt? Like where's her Starbucks? Oh throw it away. And that's the issue with all the teams that's on this comic book. That's also one of the issues I'm having with it is that there's too many teams here. So I'm like, if you have someone who overlaps, like Polaris does, both X Factor and on the X Men team, and then it creates a conflict of her interpretation because now you're comparing her to her development in X Men. But we're like currently seeing X Factor Polaris right now. This is all X Factor Polaris. This is nothing we read in any of the four or five issues of X Men. This is all completely different. And that feels unworthy of the storyline in general, because we're used to seeing a much more pivotal version of that character. Um, but it, if it was focusing on the X-Factor team, then we could get more of where we're looking for from Potagy's development. We're getting Eyeboy fucking showing off that his power is way stronger than it used to be, going, oh, I could predict the moves of this Kaiju that I've never seen before, because I can see his muscles contracting the trap. I'm like, okay, so where's Prodigy seen of this being a general mind reader or anything? We're not seeing anything that earns the right for us to go, this is phenomenal enough for me to A, continue reading it like I am. Yeah, it's just, I'm, and like Magneto being back in this purple and red costume, what happened to the black costume? Yeah, I actually like the costume, the black leather costume in the trench coat. But, do we feel like this entire series is basically regressing his character? Because I really feel like they're going yes. backwards. Because yeah. I really feel like they're going backwards because they're putting him in the narrative that he's like this this 
the way I see it is he's coming off more like abusive and shit, especially with um Polaris, because it was like they're they are like they already had like a good a good bond when the when the new series first started. So I'm like, why are we why is he talking to her like she's crazy? <laughs> It feels like they try to give him the Xavier treatment by making him like uh, a disapproving parent or like a disapproving character, and it's like it just doesn't make sense contextually why all of a sudden Magneto is like ripped because like because remember like when House of X started and like him and Polaris are sitting there just bonding about like you know Daddy what's yeah. this and they had the mother they had the father and son like like you can't be like don't get me wrong like having to give up Wanda. Um, it's no longer his daughter, and not sure if that's traumatic for him. And I received that, but how does that diminish his relationship with Polaris, where she was like basically, like her, like she was like mind wiped or like you know something that like she never knew that was even her dad. He knew for years. Like you owe her at least, like like justice for Polaris, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like Polaris, they, they they've been they've been running my girl through the ringer, like between. Her being all love, Lauren, and chasing out the havoc, and then like her pessimist era and losing her abilities, and then now like they finally got her back to being somewhat on a level of being healthy, and then like you just still like you still coming for sis. Why is Polaris always the underdog when she's one of the most powerful mutants out there, like right now currently? I really feel like she's an easy. I really feel like she's an easy target or an easy person to use. Right. <laughs> but Quicksilver is literally right there. She, she, yeah, because she's basically written like a puncher bag. Like, and that's how it's been for like the past few decades. Like, she's constantly going through shit. Like, she, okay, she was going through shit with Havoc, and then she had mental health issues too, and then she had right. to deal with the whole malice situation. Right. And it's like she, and like you said, when she gets like on a, like on a, when she's, when she's good, then you want to turn around and tear her apart again. And I just, I don't see why we're going that route with her. <laughs> the other it's thing just, I hate... It just makes um, zero fucking sense. It just makes... And, I, and, like, and I agree with you, Vontae. It's just like, every time that, like, Polaris gets together, they, they find a foil for her character to bring her back down. And it's like, you know, like, like let's humble Polaris. Why are we always humbling Polaris? It's, it's, it's Polaris biracial and we don't know it because she might be part black so you want to humble the cat like what is going on she's kind of give she kind of gives pink when pink came out yeah <laughs> yeah just with green hair <laughs> that's what she that's what she gives me but i just i hate it i hate it. i think like now like like since they um they did the x-men comics again like they redid the x-men comics i feel like she's more I feel like she's on more of a steady path now, which I love to right. see that about her. It's like she's, you know, she's getting her her bachelor's, right? Well, she has her bachelor's, right? She has a doctor. Yeah. She's got she's a doctor. Oh, a doctor. Yeah. Okay. She has her, yeah, she has her doctorate or whatever. So it's like, I'm glad to see her on a clean, you know, on a clean slate, but I don't like the fact that they're using Magneto as a way to kind of like, like you said, humble her. Like that shit is, it's, it's, it's dead. Like, can we do something else with her? <laughs> Right, like can we can can we have Polaris find a healthy relationship, find a half a, a healthy love life, a healthy home to be in? She's in a healthier team, and I and I think and I even think that like even X X uh, X Force was a great team for her, but it's like they just 
I mean, X Factor. They just keep like they want my sister. They want my sister Polaris downtrodden so bad, and I just don't get what the purpose it serves. And if you need a child of Magneto for him to humble, Quicksilver is literally right yes! fucking there. Yeah, the only one he has not that reached out to. That's the funny part. Is the that only person fucker. he has not reached out to. Yeah, that fucker has not received any repercussions or suffered a wrath of Magneto in like the longest. I think, I think like maybe House of Magneto was, uh, no, House of Magneto, House of M was probably, well, House of M, whatever. But I mean, House of M was probably like the last things that we saw where he actually got at Pietro like that, but I don't recall any other time. Pietro, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like we literally wouldn't even have kid. like no more mutants but for Quicksilver to meddling. Like like the Maximoff kids commit bloody murder all the time, but you hate Polaris. He would never have said that to Wanda ever. He would never ever. be like, "You're so desperate for people's approval." Wanda's right there. Wanda is that shit. She's desperate for approval at every fucking turn. I also didn't like the erasure of Jericho. Y'all know I don't like that shit. I do not like how they're reading this relationship as, oh, you know, Wanda's dating Vision and they're in love. And I'm like, why is she, why is she kissing him and no one's saying anything about them being divorced? They didn't even bring that up. I'm like, y'all, last thing we heard about Vision and Wanda, Vision hated her guts. Like, first of all, last time I actually read a comic with Vision and no one in the same room, he like, told her that she wasn't forgiven, that he'll never forgive her, that she disgusts him. Yes. Like, let her cry like on that the was floor. At, uh, Avengers disassembled at that. It was like that long ago. It was like, literally Wonder Man had to pick up the pieces of her and go, oh no, you're perfectly fine. I've always loved you, Wanda. You should never chose that robot motherfucker over me. Blase, blase, blase. And then literally he died. I won't say an issue or two later or got absorbed or some shit. He always disappearing somewhere. Um, and then her and Jericho picked up and Jericho was like, oh yeah, I can understand exactly where you're coming from. You're dealing with so much and your mental illness feels like it can be a burden or it defines you. But I'm here as a trained psychologist to say that doesn't define you and you're not your worst moments. Even though, yes, you do need to take into consideration what you did while you were under the influence of it, it doesn't define who you are in totality. I'm like, don't erase this dude, especially in a magical storyline. Like all this magical shit is going on. Y'all have not thought to ask any magical consultant. Magic's not even here. Ileana's not even here. Celine's not here. Y'all dealing with this shit all wanton. It's is they're also limiting the narrative to appease this dumb storyline. That's the most insulting thing about it. Um, and that's why I can't abide people in my mentions right now sitting here arguing that I can't judge a book by just three issues and what I think is, is this a six There's issue There's only run? four of them. It's only, no, it's it's only, only four. shit. Even worse it's, than. Yeah, like literally nothing's happened in four issues. You talk about you can't judge. Okay, we only got one more fucking issue. What you talking about? Sorry, <laughs> it's five. Wait, wait, five. we got it's one five. more issue okay. left? It's okay. five. It's five. Even we got six, two more oh. issues left. Gosh, so I'm like, know. is this not X of Swords? It cannot be compared to X of Swords. X of Swords, strong opening. Um, dropped and it off was 21 issues long. 21 issues long. So every week, it was weekly. Um, strong opening, dipped in the middle, 
came back with a strong finish and a whole character arc for Apocalypse. Child Magneto, complete and total opposite. Weak start, weak middle, doesn't make no sense across the entire board. You have two more issues left. I'm like, am I even interested in any of these characters enough to stick through it? And none of the other books are even tying into it in any way at all. Right. right no, nobody. It's, it doesn't feel like it's even happening in the like real scope of Krakoa's X-Men right now. Like, I don't understand. I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. Like, we get one I mention. Was... I was going to say, we're getting one mention. We get one mention of it and sword when they're going to save um we're going to go deal with the uh, last annihilation situation and they go don't tell looking that his mom is dead but then as soon as we get one panel of looking coming back and he's like completely fine nothing's going on he's not distraught or nothing so i'm like that tie-in didn't really matter because it doesn't appear that looking even gonna like snap over the fact his mom got killed probably being trolled trolled. he's definitely getting trolled because so this wanna... isn't even. Okay, this just isn't even a Magneto cop. A Magneto comic. I don't even know why we're why we're here. <laughs> to give Wanda something to do and probably make her a mutant again, which I think they really effectively did. Yeah, they want to say like this seems. Like, this seems like a big retcon. That's all it is. And for they want what? to redeem her without earning the right to redeem her. That's all they're doing. Right. They erased her memory so they can't even go, oh, but she didn't do that. That wasn't her. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yes, she did do that. It just means that she doesn't have the characterization to understand the depth or the scope of what the fuck she did. And if that even Exodus. is the real her. And poor Exodus. What story is going to tell those mutant babies about the great pretender now? Because they didn't took that from Exodus. That's another one they'd be the, trying. The truth. Try He's going to tell them the truth. They He's the one telling the truth. They believe in teaching the children CRT. Shit. Right. <laughs> well, well, shit, CMT, critical mutant theory. Yes. <laughs> so, all the shit was fun. going bad, and then it got worse with Wanda fucking Maximoff. I'm still trying to figure out where the hell these monsters came from. Because right. they were just random, like they were just random as hell. Now, if this has something to do with the with her death and then her it being tied to her chaos magic and whatever, then I think they need to explain that. And well, she is a Nexus being too, but I mean, if this if it's tied into all of that, then they need to explain that because I mean we we're about to wrap this this up. But these monsters are hella random. I don't know where the fuck they came from. That was the other thing. I was like, where the hell did they come from? And then where is Krakoa's defenses? They had a massive defense system that's largely uh, Black Tom Cassidy. But still, that uh, how did y'all not see these big-ass fucking monsters roll up on y'all? They just suddenly appeared on the island? They just were there? Oh, okay. Who's that? Like, Krakoa has Kaiju already. They have monsters just riding around, walking around Krakoa all the time. That's why they have mm-hmm. a whole box of issues. There's a whole opening of X-Men where, um, I think his name is Fawnum, the little green kid. He was like, he came across one. Or when they took the thorn out on their paws, he's like, oh no, he's not violent. He's just like, you know, acting out a little bit because he was in pain and some shit like that. I mean, it's not like these are new issues for Krakoa, but now we're being told to suspend our disbelief to a level that is re- frankly getting insulting because if we just keep on accepting shit, it undermines every other story that we read that's actually right. Dead. 
because it was damn sure giving Godzilla and Krakoa was Tokyo. I mean, <laughs> we got Inferno right now. We got Death. And this is also the issue. It ran for so long that we got these other things that are way more important than fucking Wanda Maximoff. Like, how are we supposed to care about this shit when the death of Doctor Strange is handling everything better in a similar storyline, equal in every single way, is handling it better? But also, we got to worry about Inferno now because we know nothing's going to happen to Magneto after this. Magneto got to go deal with the fucking Inferno situation because Destiny just pulled up and she's in her fucking unitard and she's probably at least 30 years younger, ready to take some seats. Yeah, Inferno is definitely doing what Trial of Mag- the Trial of Magneto should have been doing because there is like literally no suspense. There's literally I, 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 I still don't even get the plot besides I guess like Showtime was saying making Wanda a mutant again. Like that's the only thing I'm getting. It's not really giving it. And I've stopped yeah. asking. I stopped caring who killed Wanda. It don't matter anymore. They need to do it again. That's all I got. Just do it again. <laughs> Get rid of her altogether. But oh, um, what would be wild is if um, they allow Wanda to sit on the Quiet Council. That would just be fucking wild. Oh, um, God. Outrageous. Has he earned the right no, to sit on the Quiet uh, Council? No, but it would just cause chaos that I would love to see. Send her ass to Araco. Put her, put her on the Quiet Council with um, Destiny and uh, Madeline Pryor and Celine, and just cause chaos. Just lots of chaos. I don't know. I feel like she hasn't even earned that much of a right because she has run away from dealing with mutant shit since the very start for so long that I'm like, oh, so now you want to make decisions about mutant kind? What's next? You want to think? I feel like Wanda would be on that council thinking she's just sheltering humankind against the mutant threat. She's like, she'll be like on that like fucking Terry Crews shit. Like we gotta make sure, like I know what we are, you know, mutant first. We gotta make sure we don't become like you know mutant supremacists, and you know we have to do everything we take so we don't end up being as bad as they are. It's like, sweetie, we, don't, we can never be as bad as they are. They made robots that right. are literally designed to kill us. They're actively killing us. So it's not even like like used to. Like they're doing it now, baby. This is a now situation. Where would she even fit in the quiet council? In her daddy's seat. In her daddy's seat. I want to put her there. I think she replaced Jean. I think Jean would actually also be the one person to co-sign that and be like, actually, it makes sense because me and her have very similar situations. We understand similar shit. We've been through similar shit of being defined by the moment that we had a backlash or an outrage, something bad happened. Uh, and we impacted the course of mutant kind based on our actions. So I definitely do think she would sit on the summer de- on the uh, summer table, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I can't. But anywho, Death of Doctor Strange is way better. Um, no, Doctor Strange is way better. Yeah, it way. dealt with similar storylines and exact same plot points and everything. And then it still did not drop the ball. Like it executed everything way better. You got a character coming back from a different time stream um, to look at the changes in their life according to how they used to be. You got the whole situation with the fucking mothers coming through and being like, we're the threat that you're not paying attention to, that we can't really be beaten easy. You have the collaboration of the Avengers showing up and going, 
oh, we think we can handle this, but they're actually not qualified for any of the shit they're talking about. Um, it's everything down is just better. And you have the ongoing mystery of who killed the person that's actually riveting because you're actually involving characters who matter to that person's history. They immediately brought in Baron uh Baron Mordo and was like, Did you do it? And the nigga was like, if I did it, I would scream it from the rooftops. I'm like, okay, and, yeah, and then cool. I'm gonna kill the person that did it because I wanted to kill him first. I wanted to throw that nigga's blood on my hands. <laughs> yeah, Baron M- Mordo was so pissed. He was like, Look, girl, I ain't kill him. And I, when you find me who can, we find who killed, let me know so I can kill him. Cause I got a problem. But when y'all done with this, I'll be back. Yeah, we gonna bring him back just for me to put his ass in the dirt again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're clear that it was me who did it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if I, I like, killed him, like, I'd have the amulet right now, baby. <laughs> yeah, bro. I had all this shit. Had it with them. He was like, "Girl, y'all got me sitting in the room of people that I did not kill this man. I don't know who killed this y'all man." Bitch. He said, "Y'all bitches taking my duties." <laughs> and then they brought back Asian um, Doctor Strange. Well, we Filipino Doctor Strange, exactly. Uh, Filipino Doctor Strange. We gonna talk about <laughs> how they brought back Asian Doctor Strange, but you know we, we gonna let that go. See, people still think that. Oh no, he was just white. I'll say that's a whole Asian. No, man. No, no, they brought back. They brought. They brought back Scarlett Johansson, Doctor Strange. <laughs> and they enhance his his white features once he has Bennett bitch Cumberbatch. I'm just saying that's that's Scarlett Johansson, Doctor Strange. Very Asian. I don't know. Bennett bitch Cumberbatch, like literally, is the only reason why he's still like interpreted like that. Because he never before was he interpreted as anything. He was like racially ambiguous for so long, and then suddenly now he's white. That's fine, but he ain't Asian. I'm just that, happy that- we're getting more Jericho. Jericho was there. He's like, they killed my homie. No, where's the amulet? It's my turn. Give me the eye of Agamotto. It's my turn. My time. That was to shine. racist. That was racist. All of that was racist. Was that racist? To not allow Brother Voodoo to be uh, the Sorcerer Supreme. Exactly. No, he. They keep asking the question, who's going to be Sorcerer Supreme? It's Jericho. It's Jericho. It's always going to be Jericho. <laughs> It's always like it's it's like I didn't know the social supreme title was that. Okay, let me say this: I didn't know how the social supreme title was that important until this death of Doctor Strange. Because like now that like he's gone, everybody just like just hopping on. Let's go on. Let's go on down to Earth and see what's going on. He they switched the roles many a times over, and now it's like now it's his own situation. I don't know. it it is it is is a much better read than Tyler Magneto. It's like. The Sorcerer Supreme title in general is always held by someone, no matter what. The only time it wasn't held was when Doctor Strange lost it because he was unworthy of it. Because he right. did all that shit to, you know, Hulk. And it was like, nigga, you can't control your dark magic, so how the fuck are you going to be Sorcerer Supreme? Um, but even then, uh, Agamotto was still around. The whole problem right now that's going down is that that nigga is dead. So even in the interim where there isn't one, there's a whole other thing going on. And then Clea came back out of nowhere. There was so much going on. But it was great. And he said, like, your great. wife. I'm like, no, they're divorced. They've been divorced for, like, a few years now. Like, she came back in one of the earlier doctors, like, the, I want to say, like, two solos ago. She came back, and she was like, yeah, do you remember that time, like, I came back to visit you? Like, all the time. I know you've been having an affair. That's why we've been separated for so long. You always cheat. 
Doctor Strange is one dirty dick nigga to the core. Wow. He's a dirty nigga to his core. He is the dirtiest dick. He fucks apprentices. He fucks clients. He fucks just random um, college girls. There's a whole issue in Defenders one time where a high school, a college girl was like, yeah, we had sex and I thought I really respected you, but now I have nothing but regrets. And she says, you want to do something thinking about me, about me, what brought me here to do this with you, but I hope you do something with yourself about why you decided to do that. He wow. is a disgusting nigga. He's dirty dick. Down. And like, Clea, Clea brought back the divorce papers and was like, baby, we made it run. You taught me magic. Thank you for that. You helped me fight my uncle. You and me don't work no more because you unfaithful. And I was like, yes, yes, finally, someone called out Doctor Strange. And now they're calling him her, her wife. They're calling them married again. It's getting weird. I'm not vibing. They, it seems like Marvel is just trying to force through storylines that they think no one paid attention to. The problem is that the internet exists now. You know, we know Jericho and Wanda dated. We know that Clea and Doctor Strange divorced. Uh, we know that, you know, Doctor Strange technically already had the successors. And they thought, you know, at first I thought suspected that magic would be the Sorcerer Supreme of Earth again. But then he was right. like, no, she's the Sorcerer Supreme of Limbo again. She got that shit back. I'm like, good for you, girl. Go off. Now, why aren't you using that? Revisit the candidates thing from when they made uh, Voodoo. I want them to revisit that list and bring all those people around. Yeah. Including Storm. (laughs) Yes. Now, if they give Storm the Sorcerer Supreme title, Mama has way too many titles, but I live for it. It'll be Aurora Monroe, Aurora the Storm, Region of Region of Morocco. Voice of Goddess of Wakanda, Sorcerer Supreme of Earth. The second coming is her grandmother, who used to be the Sorcerer Supreme as well. Aisha, Mm -hmm. the Rainmaker. Yes. Sis has, she has genetic heritage. She has everything going for her. Does that mean I quote her talking about Storm? She has many jobs. She's booked and busy. But altogether. I will have to say, what they do for Captain Marvel, they can do for Storm. Because not only is she this cosmic powerhouse, at one point in time, wasn't she harnessing magic or something they wrote with her character or some shit? It was. I read that, run. It was like she was upset that she has one weakness and that she can't absorb magic. And she's not good at absorbing magic. And she's like, okay, I need to cover up this weakness because she was fighting some other... Namor and Enchantress had a son together from an alternative universe and he came back and he was a really powerful sorcerer and she needed a way to fight him and she didn't have one. So she tried to get Doctor Strange to teach her magic and he was like, no, first of all, you shouldn't just pick it up on a whim. Magic is a way of life, it's an art, it's a culture. Even if good or evil, we all respect the flow of magic as a universal principle and as a philosophy. It's very much, he was given very much like, it's kind of like Newton. Being a mutant, being a sorcerer is not something you just dabble in. You have to exist as a magical entity yourself. And then she was like, hey, you ain't going to do it. I'm going to go to all the other mutant uh, magical friends I got and ask them. She went to all of them. It was like a whole page. And every single one of them told her no. Uh, then she came to Wanda. And Wanda was like, no, I'm not teaching you magic. And she was like, I thought you would understand. And Wanda was like, no, it's because I understand you. And I know who type of person you are that I know you need this weakness. 
they can't just be a you that exists with no weakness. Like you aren't infallible. You are a problematic white woman and you need a vulnerability and you need to also understand you can't do everything. So no, the sorcerers aren't teaching you magic. And so then she went to Enchantress and instead asked her to teach her without telling her that she was being trained to kill her son in the future. And so it was a whole thing. She never technically became a sorcerer. She was just trying to figure out how to cheat at magic so that she's either good at it or that she can make her powers work against it. And the end result of it was that she found this stone that could permanently rip magic away from someone and disconnect them from ever practicing it again. And then she used it, and then the entire magical community spat on her because it was basically like if she had injected a mutant with, you know, a cure forcefully and forced it on them. And they was like, bitch, this is exactly why we don't trust you. They said, what you did was uh, next to worse than blasphemy. What you did was a deep and spiritual, like assault, like a rape against with this person. And like, it is not flying with us. And I was like, same bet, fuck Carol Danvers. That's the entire storyline. Sounds exactly like Carol Danvers for in um, Civil War Two. She was oh, wow. a dumb bitch in that damn comic, I swear to God. Listen, we all hate Carol Danvers. Um, we all wanted better for her. We all love Ms. Marvel, but we all hate Carol Danvers. And so this is this is her L to take. Um, but in all, I think that this week just speaks more life to how neglectful um, the overarching stories are kind of getting. And I want them to do better. Yeah, better. Much better. Yep. So you want to go to the circuit party topic? Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, we're moving on to our circuit party for this week. Um, this week, we'll be discussing drug use and mutant culture. Now, I want to discuss, in particular, um, what are our feelings regarding like the use of kick, mutant growth hormone, and all those things? And how do we think that Krakoa would kind of treat that overall idea? Because even back in the day, um, when it happened with Quentin Choir and Blob and all these characters, Charles Xavier's whole stance on it was meaning, meaning very also respectability politics. He's like, you know, if you want humans to respect us and you want to care about your health, you shouldn't use drugs because drugs are bad. And partaking a kick in mutant growth hormone, they're all bad examples of how not to be a good mutant. You're overdosed and you'll die. And then people look at you, they think you're kind of trash. And you don't want that, now do you? It was just a very weird storyline. But it got all the more heartbreaking for me when Blob was like going through his addiction phase. And he was like, very much giving into this idea that if he had to be more powerful at all times than his normal self, because if he's not powerful or if he's not extraordinary as a mutant with his ability, then he's still, he's just going to be like I said, it's like he internalized that body image issue that people kept projecting onto him. And if he wasn't powerful as a mutant, he would just be fat. And so that led to him abusing drugs. And people only really seemed to pay attention to the fact that he was like using kick and stuff and not the fact that there was a pre-underlying issue that he had that reinforced why he was doing drugs. And I just want to see like what are the observations about that, especially in the Krakoa era, as they're leaning away from this idea about what mutants have to be and leaning into an all more inclusive environment 
a perception about what it needs, what it takes to be a mutant or how you should be a mutant? Do you think Krakoa in general will also have an issue with drugs like kick? Or do you think that type of environment is actually encouraging those types of adjustments? Uh, uh, so, oh, go, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead, okay. baby. Okay. Um, so I think Krakoa is a different environment that outside of prior to the Krakoan uh, era that mutants were sort of scattered all over the place and were felt um, uh, a sense of othering that is now different um, in the Krakoan era where they have like a sense of belonging to a nation, to other mutants that they don't necessarily have to be the extraordinary mutant. They can find creative ways to work together um, that it's more of a society of everybody has a part. We just need to find where we all fit in uh, the landscape of things. That there isn't that same need for escapism um, with like Kick and what's the other one that um, Cecilia Ray has got predicted? Um, MGH and then the other ones. Um, that they don't have that need to use that because they, they feel um, a sense of belonging as a mutant as they are, rather than having to escape or feel extraordinary. I would um, agree with Showtime. Um, Kokoa and prior to that, that kick era or whatever was two different eras because in that, in that kick era, I think it was more so them trying to, I think it was more so them trying to feel something feel some type of power, feel some type of importance. So I feel like that drug was more so like an outlet. But on Krakoa, it's more of a celebration. It's a constant celebration. Like, you know, you're great as you are. You don't really, you know, you know, nobody has to tell you, you know, oh, you're great, you know, whatever. You know, I feel like, I feel like it's two different eras. That, that, that's what I feel. <laughs> Um, I think for me, it's just like, it could be a situation where if it's like performance enhancing, if they like can kind of like judge it into like helping mutants to, um, control their power, like, like a Cosmar or something who, um, has control, but we've seen that she's been disfigured from her abilities. I do think that it could work in that way because uh, Krakoa seems very progressive, but if it's a situation where it's going to cause like an addiction thing or a whole situation, and and because I'm not like I don't have the like let's say like the expertise to talk about like you know drugs and addiction, I grew up in the grew up through the crack era of the '80s in Washington D.C., so I see what that looks like. So drugs for me can be like a little bit of a triggering topic not triggering to that extent of like like of like i become like concerned i have to like escape or something but it's like i just drugs is a really weird thing and i just feel like maybe you know the use of drugs in the mutant landscape like with cecilia cecilia reyes for for instance like she used it for a power boost to save the x-men because she had to do what she had to do but you get some of the girls who really become addicts and have like larger problems um but like what makes well then the things like what makes them using drugs 
as mutants, like, you know, using kick versus the Krakoa medicines, which are also drugs as well. And where does it all sit in the middle? Because I am shocked that we have not had anybody, like, even though, like, you have people, like, stealing the, 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 the medicine of Krakoa and, and repurposing them and reselling them and all other stuff or trying to create their own uh, generic strains or whatever. But, you know, what if somebody, like, turns that into, like, a drug or something? Like, you know, the same way, like, opioids are used, which they aren't intended as such, but, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a lot to think about. Isn't there a, a group of humans that, like, worship mutants and they're trying to become mutants or something like that? Yeah, it feels like, like those, ex, those, ex, yeah. those ex people, those the, the, the that like yeah. they're like like they're like ministers or they they give friends of humanity, but like they're they're for mutants. Like they have that whole mm-hmm. religious looking garb thing going on. Yeah, I feel like they kind of threw that storyline away. I wish they didn't because that wasn't interesting. That was like one of the more interesting parts of the House of X, the Powers of X, which was that idea that oh mutants are now being seen as a religious you know like a second coming like a coming of god or something like they're they're gods yeah yeah it's like they're being worshipped like they're like um greek gods or like you know and like like olympus like you know and i think they really great points uh uh, black word they should explore that a little bit more because it really is giving that yeah because they definitely treat mutants like a pantheon that way yeah it's certainly what happened with the Eternals too, because I know y'all hate when I'm going to Oh, here we go. Literally, here we go back down to what happened with the Eternals. Here we no, go. We have to have, oh, be poor for one episode. Here we go. go ahead. <laughs> get, get, the, get the cheap out. Get it out. I'm just saying that the Eternals history that happened, like humans started worshiping them because they're absorbing the amount of power and they just adopted the names of gods that they were being compared to. It was like they did this to us, but we weren't, in fact, looking for that to happen. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, and, and that's and that's very true. But I'm just like really wondering, you know, in that God worship, like where, like, like I'm familiar with Kick, but because like I wasn't like reading X Men hard then. Um, where is Kick now? Is it just gone, or it's just like a plot device that just like we just don't talk about no more? I think. They address it as much as it's what happened with Jumbo Carnation's death and Quentin Quire's first death. Um, but I don't think they bring it up as a motivation. I think they just, they, I think they confuse it with Morton mutant growth hormone a lot, honestly, mm-hmm. the writers do. Because um, they think they're the same drug, but they're not. They're two completely different ones. Mutant growth hormone can give you the powers of a mutant if you're a human. However, kick. For, it's like exclusively mutant only is a mutant empowerment thing, but it also can lead to an overdose. And it's like it's the it's the exact result of the first time mutants start building their own community in M Town, a mutant town. Um, it's as a tool destabilizing the mutants, but as a construct, it was designed with mutants in mind only. Mm. Doesn't kick, um, doesn't what doesn't kick like as a side effect? Doesn't it cause like psychosis or something? Did yeah, I read it causes it? extreme psychosis and um, also the destabilization of the X gene. Okay, I feel like I feel like like a drug thing in 
comics, well, not comic, but X-Men have happened somewhere else, but I can't put my fucking finger on it. I think about the legacy virus, but that's like a different thing. Yeah, that's yeah. basically their AIDS epidemic. Yeah, that's a, that, that's they a don't, thing. Yeah, because they don't, because, uh, you know, mutants can't contract HIV and AIDS. Right. I just feel like there's some other story I've heard. Oh, maybe they want something like from Young Justice or something. Sorry. Tangent. Forgive me. Yeah, it might have been like some better human thing. You know, sometimes. Yeah, like, I feel like, I feel like I've, I've heard a story about this before somewhere. Um, DC, DC had one, but I can't remember what it was. I think it was this actual drug. I think it was like, was it like Red Arrow actually being addicted to heroin? Oh, Speedy. Yeah, he's on Speedy's on Speedy. Yeah, <laughs> he was on. He was on. He was doing drugs. He was on that stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's on that stuff. He's on. <laughs> he's on. He was doing dope. He was doing dope. That's when all the drug campaign came out. He, and 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 the, oh no, he was doing heroin. He was shooting up. Sorry about saying he probably doing marijuana or some bullshit. No, he was doing heroin. Yeah, he was. It was like one of the darkest storylines that he was doing like full blown heroin. Um, I think yeah, also like, Rocket was on crack in her storyline once. Rocket who? Milestone. Rocket, like as an icon Why rocket. Oh my god. That, yeah, that... Icon, like icon and rocket? Yeah, so what are you saying? I think I might, I'll, that... I'll come back next week and I'll do the research on this. Yeah, we need research on that because I, that will break my well, heart. I'm about to Google this right now. I did I did not I did not I did not I like that. Is a, that, is a, that is upsetting me and my not Raquel. Home, we mm-hmm. not like I know her mother. Nope. <laughs> I seen her in diapers. <laughs> not, I, not icon, not icon. That crack got the baby. That is that is upset me and my homegirl. We do not like that at all. Oh my god! No, she was. Um, she helped a member of the Blood Syndicate named Flashback fight their addiction to crack cocaine. Ah, uh, okay. 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 Not the baby. Oh, that's, <laughs> a, that's a sad. That's a sad relief. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm about to go over and, and pull Dwayne McDuffie out of his grave, baby. We gotta have a conversation, baby. What is wrong with you? Stop Look, the baby. We gotta, we gotta have right. a conversation, baby. You didn't you sit here, got this child out here doing this, doing dope. What are y'all doing? Doing that mess. Right. <laughs> like that. Now she got some like old girl. <laughs> having her like old girl on holiday heart. She was sitting there. She said, I'm good for it. <laughs> Oh my God! I can't, holiday heart is very is a very <laughs> holiday heart. Like I, <laughs> I, I, well, I know how to pick topics, don't I? It doesn't want to see you push a bicycle down the street. I think about Wanda every time, and I get upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, the bike. <laughs> that was that was like a re- and the thing is that like they really never like really showed her death. They saw her just like just cracked out as a car just coming towards her, and then like yeah. it just fades to white, and then like oh she dead girl. I was like, bitch. That movie was a wild ride. <laughs> it was. It was. Is that movie and um the Wiz? You never forget the first time you saw it. You never the will. The Wiz. A lot of black people don't have that effect because I think we saw it even when we was children. So we have this, we have this deep oh, memory. Was, I didn't like the Wiz. The Wiz memory of the Wiz. 
The Wiz was scary to me. I didn't really like that movie. It was yeah, just, it was a, it's a very frightening movie, isn't it? Yep, it was very That's, frightening. That like, subway scene was scary. Like evil, like Evelyn and all. Ugh. That movie was scary. I did not like The Wiz. I still feel indifferent about it. Now, granted, it, it is a part of Black cinema and Black history. It is a very important, important part of that. With that being said, do, right, do not let anybody under the age of 12 watch that movie. You will be traumatized. Uncle had nightmares. I'm the only person in my family, I think, who never got nightmares from watching The Wiz, but everyone in my family has always had it. And then we introduced the Wiz to one of my um one of my friends' friends. Like we, like we brought him over to literally for him to watch the Wiz. He watched it. He was like, "What the fuck was that?" He went to sleep an hour later. He woke up the next day. He said, "I had strange dreams." He said, "I had like debilitating nightmares this entire time." <laughs> like yeah, the like, walls I... coming to life and kids walking out the walls and dancing. <laughs> oh, I, I I can't. Like, how do we see see to see when you on drugs? You make stuff like the Wiz, and that's what that movie <laughs> was on drugs. See what I'm saying? Like, uh, see, we brought it all back together. See, when you on drugs, you make stuff like the Wiz because that stuff was scary. Let me not say that because I don't know if that person was on drugs. They made that. I don't think. They At the it. same I time, I feel like Arako needs to have the energy of watching the Wiz for the first time. It needs to have that essence. Something about like you know something about the Wiz as a movie feels like how Arako might actually feel. There's a bunch of weird, wild shit happening to you all at once. You just gotta deal with it. They need to get some rock on a rock on mute and some uh some kick and see what they do with it. Oh, they oh, will they, know that, they will traffic that shit in mass. There will be no legislation. <laughs> yeah, that I I'd hate to see them on kick. I I really feel like the universe will be at war. <laughs> <laughs> like it's already bad it's already bad enough that gangsters on but- kick. Oh Lord, I, I I really feel like they would wipe the Shiar's ass out. <laughs> Easy. With that, I think we're out of topics. Yeah, <laughs> child. I can't. My eyes are so. All I right. Can't. Well, thank thank you guys for stopping by. K R K A. Oh yeah. Oh wait, 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 wait. Lovely, lovely. Uh, wait. We gotta talk about next week. Next week. Is uh, Inferno two, if Marauder twenty five, Sword nine, Sword number nine, and mm, sexy. Oh my Allegedly, god! Unless Marvel decides to drop three of them just because it's fucking Tuesday, right? We don't know what's gonna happen. Next. Y'all, we we here trying to figure it out just like y'all trying to figure it out. We do not know. And then Kate, anyone asked why we didn't talk about Phoenix Song Echo? Why the fuck would we? Oh, spread the tea, spread the tea. Come on, Lifton. Thank you for stopping by KRKA Radio this week. We love you, and we hope you're having a great day. Love y'all. Love you, the guys. Phoenix belongs to the mutants. Don't read Phoenix, uh, Phoenix on Echo. You will hate your life. Don't read about Jean Grey's ex, ever. Not unless she's involved. Later. Bye-bye.